everyone, this is Kurt Franken with Leading Saints, and I'm excited to jump on here, slide in a quick announcement on the podcast feed about some upcoming events that we have, more specifically retreats that we have coming up that we're doing under the Leading Saints brand, and it's called Gathering Saints. And we're starting out with a women's retreat. And of course, we went out and found the best woman to organize this, and that is Carrie Stoker. Carrie, how are you? Doing great. Thank you, Kurt. I don't know about the best woman, but yes, I've been involved in many retreats and planning them and being part of them. And and I love women's retreats, but this one is going to be unique it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm really excited about it. And thank you, Kurt, for inviting me to head the planning of this. I'm very honored about that. I'm a fan. I'm a super fan of Leading Saints. And I have been for quite some time. So this really is going to be exciting. So let me just give a few details about this. This is a Gathering Saints retreat by Leading Saints. And it's going to be held this fall, September 2022 the 15th through the 18th. That's a Thursday evening through um, a Sunday morning. We're gonna be heading out early Sunday morning. It's at Bear Lake, Utah in Garden Valley. And you'll find some details about that on leadingsaints.org backslash gathering. Now, obviously you definitely need some more details and what we're trying to accomplish with this. And so we recorded a roundtable discussion with myself, Carrie and Dan Duckworth, who's also a member of our board of directors to really unpack what we're trying to accomplish with this new approach to content creation, which is the creating retreats. And so let's uh, jump into a clip of that and uh, learn more. I want to shift to the concept of why why are we starting with with a women's retreat first? Mm-hmm. And um, I'll, I'll just add my perspective to that is I sort of have this uh, this running joke that there's this 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 group of the leading saints ladies out there. You know, it's so often when I go out and about as I'm meeting with people at different events or whatnot, the this a sister will walk up to me and say, "Hey, I love your podcast." my husband's the bishop, I listen to every episode and then I tell him which episodes he should definitely listen to. And I've just found that there's this this huge part of the Leading Saints community that are women. And I want to create experiences and with, you know, with the help of all of you that are going to not leave those, uh, those women out, you know, once again, because as you know, it's no secret. I think there's a lot more opportunity of formal leadership in our church uh, for men rather than women, good or bad, that debate and that discussion is maybe for another time. But there is so much that I think uh, women can contribute and do. And by creating a formal experience where women can come to connect with like-minded individuals, uh, like maybe other bishops' wives or individuals who have a a spouse in a really heavy calling, but they still want a place in this leadership journey and, uh, and, and path that you know, hopefully we can provide that in, in a way to help them see where that next step is to have influence, even though you may not have a, a formal leadership role. So anything else you two would add as far as why why we're starting with a women's retreat? And I don't know if this is, you know, some of the thought process that you've had as you've been thinking about planning a retreat for women. But honestly, it's kind of an easy sell. I Women are like, a retreat? Yes. <laughs> now, what one is this one about? So there are many kinds of women's retreats and ones that I've been involved in or planned. And some of those are really just for fun, right? And some of those are for health and wellness. I've been involved in several of those. 
This one is going to be unique to Leading Saints. And, but I think it's just why a women's retreat? Um, it will be a hit, <laughs> right? It'll be a huge hit. It just, it just will be. Uh, the women will be so excited to come. Unfortunately, there's sort of a limited number that we can house. But um, yeah, I think, I think that's why. Why not do this? Why not really shine the light on the voice of women um, and their influence by saying, let's start with a women's retreat? Yeah. So to those who are listening, you now know why I was so excited to have Carrie be the event host for <laughs> this first retreat and hopefully many, many retreats to come. We'll see how that works out. Um, but just the, the vision of like, if we're doing this, it's going to be awesome. Like we're, we're going to just do it. Awesome. We're not going to do mediocre. Cause I'll be honest with you. When I, when I first came to Kurt this year in 2022, I said, Kurt, we've been talking about retreats now for a couple of years. Like we have to do something in 2022. It's already like three months into the year. COVID's obviously delayed everything, but like we have to do something this year. So we kind of need to think about what's the low hanging fruit. And so to Carrie's point, I did initially go to partially went to women's retreat because I was like, Hey, I think women will be more likely to sign up for this than the men. But I was thinking, I literally said to Kurt, let's just do something small. Let's get 10 women together. We'll have like a two, two night thing. Let's just, let's keep it simple. We'll just get something done. And Carrie's like, no, if I'm going to be involved in this, we're going to do, we're going to do this. And so now it's like, we're capping out at 60 people. Is that right? We've got this really beautiful place at yeah. uh, Bear Lake, Utah. We'll probably get into some of the details later, but I just love the approach of like, we're going to do this. It's going to be awesome. Right. We're not going to settle for uh, anything less than awesome. Um, but actually more specifically about the, the question of why a women's retreat. Um, we have recognized uh, that there is a large contingency and I, I can't put numbers on it, but it's probably the majority I would be willing to guess um, or close to it of our listeners are women, which is fascinating to me because of uh, the church context, the ecclesiastical structure generally favors uh, men's leadership roles over women's leadership roles. And we could have all kinds of debates and arguments about, about that. Right. But why is our audience significantly, if not predominantly a female audience, there's something there in that for me, that there are women in our church for whatever reason, whether it's because they don't get formal leadership roles as frequently or whether it's because they are given certain spiritual gifts and endowments. There are women who are Latter-day Saints who are clamoring for this leadership influence, who are saying, I want to change the world. And what I mean by that is to change my world. I want to change the way my world works in whatever context that is. And it might be a formal church calling, but it also might be a role in a business or in a community, a neighborhood, a nonprofit, whatever. Okay. And so there's that passion and that energy there. So I think it's a, I think it's an easy sell from the sense of yes, women in general are more used to this concept than men. Yes. Our audience does have a strong contingent of female listeners who are available, uh, you know, to come potentially to come to this, but also I think that that those leading saints, ladies, if you will, I think they have a ton of energy and passion and they are so eager to make change and to empower themselves to make more change. So I do think that they are going to be super excited about this retreat. 
Yeah, I I love that, Dan. I I like how you use the word influence because I think that is on the minds of many many women, and even to the point of changing the world. Yeah, we're we're feeling this surge of um of people asking for our voice. It feels finally to some people, but I just feel like it's always kind of been there. And as I've talked to men and women, and we all hear the call for women to step forward and take our place as equal in partnership with men and women in leadership, right? So to step forward and do that. And as I talk to men and women about that, all of them are on board. We're like, yes, of course. And so willing and so eager to make that happen. And so as women are like, so now how, how do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> right. How do we do that? How do we do that without a voice of anger or bitterness or victim or anything like that? Right. It's a voice of like, this is an exciting time. Women's voice is, is bubbling up and it's just so Exciting. And now we're providing this retreat where we can come together and really dive into principles so we can change the world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love that. It's pretty cliche today's role to say like leadership is not a title. Leadership is not a position. Mm. Leadership is not a calling. Right. But Carrie, you, you hit the nail on the head where you, you said people get that intellectually. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. But then what is it? Right. How do I do it? Oh, leadership is influence. Well, okay. Well, what is that? How do I do that? Right. Um, I've had a very unique experience as a leadership development professional in that um, I've worked with a lot of female leaders who work in male dominated cultures. So we're talking, you know, fortune 500 organizations, universities, manufacturing organizations, th those kind of things. Right. And I've worked with them as middle level managers in leadership development programs where there's maybe two women out of 24 in the room. Um, I've worked with them as executive coaches where it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation, but they're one of the only female executives in their entire, you know, 3000 executive structure that exists. They're one of the few females. And it's been a really interesting experience for me to watch these women learn how to self-empower, right? Learn how to, to rise up to their full potential in spite of being in a male dominated world, right? Mm -hmm. Now, not every woman works in that environment, but the world in general has had that history and the church, of course, has that um, influence as well with the way the ecclesiastical structure is and sort of the patriarchal culture that's uh, predominated over the last couple hundred years or the last couple thousand years. Um, so I think that there's, there is an opportunity for women who are Latter-day Saints to really rise up to their full potential. And we can say to like, to take their place as as equals with men, I don't, I don't really think of it that way. I think of it as just rising up to your potential as a leader. And you know what? That means you may be leading a bunch of men, not co-leading with a bunch of men, but leading a bunch of men, because that's what I was helping these women in these, uh, you know, male dominated organizations learn how to do was to rise up and be leaders irrespective of their gender, not denying their gender, because that's actually in the automotive and the manufacturing worlds that I've worked in. That's what the general approach for women's leadership is, is to try to pretend like you're manly, mm, right? Yeah. Show no emotion, show no fear, show no vulnerability, <laughs> right? We're actually owning those natural. So we're trying to get the men to be more emotional, vulnerable, you know, uh, willing to embrace uh, their fears and so forth, right? 
And, and if we can get the women to do what is generally very stereotypically speaking here, which is generally more natural to them, if they just be themselves in those environments, their influence skyrockets, mm-hmm. right? So long as they own it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, I, I want to um, maybe just touch on, maybe go around the room if you were to articulate who these retreats are for. I think we've touched on some principles, but I'm, you know, my mind goes to, and I, I guess alluded to earlier, but that, that uh, woman in, in a ward who maybe their, their husband's more involved in, than them, but they, they, they're looking for a deeper purpose, whether in their ward or maybe, you know, in their community, PTA, HOA, I mean, uh, just having an influence there, like that, that lady who, that, that woman who feels lost, right. Who thinks I just, I just need to, I just need a direction or a next step because I can't just sit around anymore. Um, how else would you articulate who this, this retreat would be for? Yeah, I would say all of that, but I would also say that there are many, many women feeling, feeling called to do something. (laughs) And I think back to the point of building Zion, many, many women are feeling called to help in that, in the creation of that Zion. And, you know, if you look around, much of Zion is around us. It really is like good, good people, right? Like it, we feel that that is there and it exists, but this opportunity to just build it and to really connect in communities, because this is going to be our salvation <laughs> is to be connected in communities. So I feel like many women are just called to do something in the effort of it and not quite sure how to do that. Not quite sure resources for it. Or like, do I just like step forward and like say, okay, we're <laughs> let's do some Zion stuff here. I, you know, it just feels maybe a little bit unpatterned so far. Right. And it needs some kind of pattern or some direction in it. Yeah. I'll just add some, some words that if people have listened to anything I've done with you, Kurt on leading saints, they might recognize a few of these words, but I I think in terms of the normal distribution and out on the, the edge of this distribution is what we call positive deviance. So there's negative deviance, there's the normal behaviors and approaches, and there's positive deviance. And I think this retreat is for those who think and either act or want to act positively deviant. They wanna break the norms. They wanna do things differently, not because they're grandstanding, not because they're troublemakers, but because they see a brighter future, they see more potential, more possibility. And they know that if they follow the expected norms, whether those are gender norms or leadership norms, which Latter-day Saints are overwhelmed by leadership norms that trap them into a certain predictable standard set of behaviors that aren't producing the outcomes that we want in our communities, whether those are wards and stakes or those are homes or businesses, we're not oftentimes getting the results that we want in terms of the Zion community and the Zion outcomes. But in order to accomplish those positively deviant outcomes, we need leaders who are willing to be positively deviant, to be uh, change makers, to be risk takers, to be visionaries, to be strategists, to be, uh, you know, uh, willing to step outside of the box, so to speak. And so I think of this retreat, you know, and, and really Carrie, you helped shape my vision of this. When you said these aren't for weak leaders, these aren't for people who are just the first time probably thinking, oh, maybe I should do something different. These are for women. This particular retreat is for women who have a strong sense of leadership calling, who say, I am supposed to be doing something great 
for the people I love and for the communities that I serve. And I can do more. And I'm going to come to this not because I have all the answers, but because I have all the passion. I have all the energy. I have the vision or I'm developing the vision. And what I need is a little bit of a framework. And mostly what I need is a sense of purpose and community that I'm not the only one. You come to these kind of retreats, you know, I'm going to step back and say, just to give a little bit about some key learnings that I had when I got into hosting uh, leadership experiences. You know, I learned really quickly that the content has a role, but its role is just to bring us together. That the real value of the retreat, the real power that comes out of it is in identifying with a group of people who are positively deviant. Because when you get back into your home world and you're now faced with choices to make change and there are risks involved, and most of those are social perceptional risks around how people deal with each other. And all of a sudden you're like, I can't do this because the risks are too great. Then you remember back to the community that you were with at the retreat and you say, no, I am not the only one doing this. And if they're doing it, I can do it. And then you take that step that you've wanted to take for the last five or 10 or 15 years. And all of a sudden a whole new world opens up to you, okay? But the value that was provided to you was that community of positive deviance. Mm -hmm. So that then when you leave the retreat, you have like this, I am revitalized, I am motivated, I have some tools, I'm like, here I go. Yeah, just it has like this culminating effect of like, yes, and now I can go do something that I have felt called to do or have been yearning to do for a long time. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Carrie Stoker, and I'm excited to help organize this retreat. This is one of a handful of announcements coming out, so keep your eye on the podcast feed for some more details in the coming days. Go register now. This will fill up fast. There's only 60 spots. Head to leadingsaints.org backslash gathering to get your spot.